things haven't been going well. My mate has been acting very strange. I can't explain it. Yeah. I haven't been feeling very well myself. Yes, I understand. The sedatives doesn't seem strong enough. You are a true believer. Blessings of the state. Please forgive me. Blessings of the masses. Let us be thankful we have an occupation to fill. Work hard. Increase production. Prevent accidents. And be happy. THX was a parable about the way we were living in 1970. It wasn't about the future. We were trying to investigate the ramifications of an unbridled consumer culture that has lost any connection with the organic world and is completely self-contained. George was very um, susceptible and is to this day to the notion of empire crushing humanity. THX 1138 didn't have a Luke Skywalker in it. Didn't have that kind of mythic hero, you know. It was actually, I think, a much more complex film. What you see in THX that you see in Star Wars is, is the idea of somebody fighting against a more powerful kind of, of force. It was sociological analysis. It was like putting humanity under a microscope. George's whole idea of the used future, which you see very much in Star Wars, is present already uh, in THX. My vision was not to do a normal story. You know, I wanted to do something that was abstract. So we were trying deliberately to be mysterious. It was a film from the future rather than about the future. But the film made no attempt to explain any of this or to draw judgments about it or to say that it was bad or good. It just said, this is an artifact which instead of washing up on our shore from a distant land has washed up from the future and make of it what you will. It's about being trapped in a cage with the door unlocked, but being unwilling or afraid to open the door and go out, go out. Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It greatly helps out the show, and it's much appreciated. Also, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Conspiracy underscore Kyle, and that's Conspiracy with a K. Also, follow me on YouTube at Conspiracy Kyle, once again, with a K. And also, now you can find me on the Rockfin Network at rockfin.com with new exclusive content. Now on to the show. This episode is titled, The THX-1138 Variant.
If you'd listened to this podcast before, you've probably caught on to the fact that I like Star Wars. While most people associate George Lucas with Star Wars, as that was what he was most famous for, he also directed a lot of other great films before Star Wars overtook his life. American Graffiti, which came out in 1973, focused on kids driving around in cars in 1950s California. But his first film from 1971, titled THX 1138, that's going to be the subject of today's episode, as this film presents a very unique and interesting dystopian theme. I don't think this movie is very well known, but I think it lines up with the cultural significance and cautionary themes presented in works like A Brave New World in 1984 and other dystopian films. And I think it also bears some important parallels to where we are in our world today. Now, this movie takes place in a futuristic-like environment where individuality is non-existent. Everyone is assigned a combination of letters and numbers for their name. Our main character, his actual name is THX-1138. Per the George Lucas biography titled George Lucas, A Life by Brian J. Jones, quote, THX's impersonal, imperfect, mechanized society was inspired by an experience at USC in which the university's new computer system had garbled every student's course schedule. Quote, that really made an impression on his mind, end quote, said Dorothy Lucas, George's mother. The final script then established the world that had only been hinted at in Lucas's student film, setting THX in a cold, oppressive society in which the government monitors its residents, sets priorities based on budgets, and required its citizens to live and work in a drug-induced, emotionless stupor, end quote. The student film they're referring to is THX-1138-EB, which was a 15-minute film he worked on as a student at USC in 1967, which inspired the THX movie. So you find out at the end of the movie that this entire population lives in an underground facility, and this facility is mostly devoid of color, as most of the movie you just see white walls, white doors, white hallways, etc. It's not a black-and-white movie, but it features a lot of black and white in it, which creates a pretty good color palette. Now, every person in this society is assigned a mate, which is based off of a computer algorithm. THX tells another person that living selection is computed, as you don't have a choice of who you live with. Oh, and the other thing too, sex is forbidden. Also similar to works like 1984, Every movement by the characters are being monitored. It's a 24-7 surveillance state. Every room has a camera to keep an eye on the people. Hell, even the medicine cabinet talks to them. Anytime they open the medicine cabinet to take pills, the cabinet asks, what's wrong? As if the powers that be want to make sure they're always on the right medications. Interesting. Now, each person in this society was required to take medication every day. It's meant to keep them docile and focused on only working for the system and not thinking for themselves, and it also reduced sex urges as well. I think you can make a pretty obvious metaphor with fluoride in our world, dumbing us down. But the more striking comparison is the fact that by not taking the prescribed drugs, 
This puts you in violation of the orders. You are now under arrest and will be pursued for, quote, drug evasion, end quote. I mean, just talk about the COVID vaccine. People have lost their jobs and have been denied care, denied entry to restaurants, etc. by not taking an experimental drug. So it's not too far off to foresee a society like the one presented in this movie. We're not taking the vaccine, puts you in violation of the government, and equates you as a criminal. Now, THX's mate, L-U-H, gets THX to take less of his required pills, and then they have relations. But then, obviously, this is all caught on film, and L-U-H is taken away and believed to be terminated. THX is then hauled away to a detention facility. And I want to talk about this detention facility, but I want to read from that biography again, titled George Lucas A Life, because it really puts it in context of what happens in this detention facility he goes to, and the symbolism George Lucas was employing. Quote, THX is sentenced to be conditioned and held in detention. An endless white expanse populated by other nonconformists, some dangerous, some merely different, including the speech-making SEN 5241. Tired of imprisonment, THX simply walks out of confinement and into the white void. It was a major turning point in the plot, and Lucas wanted everyone to appreciate the message he was trying to convey. It was, quote, the importance of self and being able to step out of whatever you're in and move forward rather than being stuck in your little rut, Lucas explained in 1971. Quote, people would give anything to quit their jobs. All they have to do is do it. They're people in cages with open doors, end quote. So I think that's all pretty important for us here in our world as well. And I think the symbolism he's displaying here fed directly into Star Wars too. You can change your life and your situation by simply doing something about it. Luke lost his aunt and uncle and grew up without parents, but he took himself out of his comfort zone on Tatooine and affected the galaxy for the better. Now obviously it took some prodding to get him there, but he got there. Now back to THX, so after he escapes, He's pursued by robot policemen. Now what's interesting here is that the control system in place calculates a budget for the pursuit and capture of THX. If that that dollar budget is exceeded, the search is abandoned. So at the end of this movie, this is what ends up happening. He's climbing a large ladder to get up to the outside, and the guards chasing him are told that they have to give it up. He's been too expensive. They're over budget. They need to put their valuable resources into something else. So they let him go. It's no different than with our society today. You know, the powers that be want to maintain control over all of us. But they also know that some of us are just not going to play ball. They can push propaganda on us and attempt to persuade us into their line of thinking. But at the end of the day, they have to realize that it's a lost cause. They've exceeded too much of their propaganda budget. 
and they would rather find easier fish to fry than continue to work on getting our full cooperation. Now at the end of the movie, THX climbs out from this ladder into the sunlight. And that's how the movie ends, with dramatic music and him just looking at the sunlight. And this gives a great, great homage to Plato's allegory of the cave, which I've talked about in a previous episode, where people are trapped underground, being forced to stare at images on the wall and thinking that those images are real. But one character who goes up to the surface realizes that everything down below was a lie. You also see this in Star Wars, where Luke comes up from an underground to stare at the two sons of Tatooine in Dream of a Better Future. All in all, I thought this was a tremendous film, and I'm actually surprised I haven't seen it previously. It really does show a world that's been popularized now in movies and TV shows like Black Mirror, of this dystopian-style world where computers run everything and people are numbers and not individuals. I think it's really underrated when it comes to popular sci-fi films. Now, a few other interesting tidbits from this movie. Now, just like 1984 and other dystopian films, in THX, you constantly hear propaganda being pumped via audio speakers all over the place. You hear phrases like, buy, 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 and let us be thankful we have commerce, and buy more and be happy, and increase production. So you can tell that Lucas really had a disdain for mass commerce and capitalism, which you can also see as a running thread in the Star Wars prequels, where he used the Trade Federation, basically the galactic Fortune 500, to run the totalitarian takeover alongside Palpatine. And finally, at one point, the camera pans to a series of wires in computer technology that seems to be controlling everybody. Now, we don't really know that that's the case because the movie isn't explicit about the real control mechanism behind it all. Which, me personally, I love that kind of ambiguity in films where you have to actually think for yourself. But anyways, when the camera pans over to these wires, you see a huge iguana sitting on them. It seems to be mouthing words that are being pumped out into the public. Now, of course, my mind goes right away to the lizard people conspiracy. You know, the one that where reptilians are running our world. And what's interesting also in that context is during this scene where you see the lizard, THX is actually in some sort of a prayer booth communicating with a picture of Jesus, which all you're hearing back is just vague phrases. It's not a personal communication. You're hearing vague phrases back that actually don't even relate to what he is talking about. It's kind of a really strangely comical scene. But anyways, when it pans over to the lizard, it almost seems like the lizard is the one that's responding to the words he's saying. It's really weird stuff. Now, in conclusion, I think Lucas's ultimate goal with this movie was to show us that we often put ourselves in prison of our own making and we're unable to make the changes necessary to break free, to rid ourselves of the matrix. So it's important for us to all realize that in this world we're in today, where things look really dark, things are very grim, we all still do have a purpose. And we can unlock ourselves from mental prisons that we put ourselves in. But you have to truly work at it. Also, sometimes the answers to our problems are actually less complex than we think. Maybe we only need to open the door. May the Force be with you. <laughs>